0: The following podcast is presented by Ensign Services Inc., a company engaged in the business of providing contracted for administrative and back office type support services to post acute healthcare clients. Ensign Services provides accounting, human resources, compliance, legal, risk management, information technology, training, construction support, and other such miscellaneous services to its clients. These contracted for services are available to be utilized at the sole discretion of its clients. References within the podcast to the company and its activities, as well as the use of the terms we, us, it's our and similar terms used during the discussion are not meant to imply that Ensign Services Inc. or the Ensign Group Inc. has any direct operational control, supervision, or direction of the independently operated post acute healthcare entities. Hi, welcome back to our Ensign. Another, sorry, I'm going to start again. Hi, welcome. <laughs> that's my thing now. I can't I script the beginnings. This is my I thing. Can't, I can't look. <laughs> it's okay. You can look. Laughter is okay. Hi, welcome to another one of our Ensign Services podcasts. I'm Ryan Rushton, and today I am here with Clay Christensen. And we're actually going to be jumping into a second part of a series on EQ, emotional intelligence. We had
1: so much fun talking about our emotions last time. We did. We, we want to talk about them more. We
0: had to do it again. Yeah. So let's just jump right back into the topic. Okay. Um, I know that we talked about this in a prior podcast on the speed of trust, but really, what does trust have to do with having a high EQ?
1: So it's interesting. It tells the story of, of a couple of people, and I, mm-hmm. I think our, I think the Ensign uh, model is is very similar. Um, but if you think of Sam Walton, you know Walmart, and, mm-hmm. and Bill Gates, who are both very wealthy individuals, yep. one of the keys to their success is that they trusted their people around them so much that they gave away, you know, 70% of what they owned. Mm-hmm. Right? Wow. Making a lot of other people millionaires. Yeah, wow. Sort of giving them that. So so uh, you know, the another example that I'm constantly using if if I'm a Ritz-Carlton bellhop, I can spend up to $2000 on the spot to solve a customer problem. Right. That's so a, that's, a, that's a, i you've, I've t- shared with that with
0: me before and it, it surprised me at the time. So yeah. you either it's, trust your employees yeah.
1: or you don't. Yeah. That I makes mean, sense. And, and, and how you have things set up really tells you of the, of the trust that you do have. And if you trust them, you don't have to hire scores of supervisors and get locks for the time clocks. Right. And, right. you know, if, if, if you don't trust them, get rid of them. Hmm. Are they consistent? How do you know if you trust them right? Are they consistent in keeping promises? Could you could you picture them intentionally hurting you? Hmm. Uh, Do you think they'll act in your best interest even when you're not there? Um, Do they say what they mean? Can you freely disagree with them? Hmm. You know, we've talked a lot about this already, but, but trust is obviously very essential. And th- those were good
0: questions you asked as well. So really in the five dysfunctions of a team, I'm noticing that the first dysfunction they talk about yeah, is- Yeah, the basis. That, yeah, the basis is that you lack vulnerability-based trust. And it seems like we've really been discussing vulnerability-based trust. And, and that, that leads to a second one that I, that I know is sort of a drum you like to beat. And that's yeah. really the fear of healthy conflict. How can you relate healthy conflict to a high EQ?
1: So healthy con. This this book uh, terms healthy conflict as constructive discontent. <laughs> right. Great, so call it what you price. want, right. but it's it's this. Uh, I I really like this story. It's Alfred Sloan. He was the head of uh, General Motors. Was in a board meeting, and they were about to make an important decision. And and this is his quote. He said, "I take it everyone is in basic agreement with the decision." Okay. And then everybody nods their heads, and and, and he says this. Then I suggest we postpone the decision. Until we have some disagreement, we don't understand the problem. That's awesome. Right? That's so he's, awesome. He, his yeah. requirement of disagreement, not he's not tolerating disagreement. He's, he's begging he's for it. He's, saying, it. he's yeah. demanding it. Right. I, I really think this is an important job of a leader and, and one that, that has a high EQ would do very well. You must create an atmosphere that harnesses disagreement into creative energy right sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes you even need to set that up and help kind of create the contraries and and then foster the debate. You have to to teach people to give up having to be in agreement. You have to bring in paradoxes and conflicts and and dilemmas out in the open, and I know this is what mm-hmm. frustrates people about my trainings, right? <laughs> oftentimes we absolutely we, we've absolutely. got to absolutely. be considering these unintended consequences so that collectively. We're smarter than we are individually. Hmm, That makes sense. I mean, I I like this quote. I I don't know if it's true necessarily, but it's kind of funny. It's it's said that if if two people are in, in agreement, then one of them is unnecessary. Right? I mean, because right. they're just right. the same person. Right. Right. Or, exactly. or there's the, the funny quote from uh, Groucho Marx. He said, whatever it is, I'm against it. <laughs> right? And again, some people think I train that way. Whatever you answer, <laughs> right. I'm going to be I'm, against I'm in, it. I'm in that camp. Yeah, I'm in, Which, in that camp. yeah I don't know that I'd say that's true. <laughs> but look, healthy conflict pushes us forward. I, I really want to emphasize this point. We've got to learn to embrace dissent over consensus. The goal The goal is not consensus. The goal is not even compromise. It's it's not even to vent feelings. Uh, It's not to smooth things over. The goal is to challenge the assumptions. Right? I'll say that again. The goal is to challenge assumptions. Disagreement has to be encouraged. Too much harmony... Is really dangerous. I know it's great and it's nice and it's oh I don't have no stress yeah. because we have so much harmony, but but it's dangerous. And it's probably why Harvard Business Review said this. They said, and I'm quoting this from Harvard Business Review. Companies that create the future are rebels. They're subversives. They break the rules. They're filled with people who take the other side of an issue just to spark a debate. Huh. validates me a little bit. In fact, Sounds like someone I know. In fact, they're probably filled with people who didn't mind being sent to the principal's office once in a while. That's that's close yeah. quote, yeah. and that's, that's why we have Vanessa. That's awesome. So so this is where your high EQ comes in. Stay open when things heat up. Don't if if you lash out, you're sort of making things unsafe. Don't hmm. don't rush to respond. Like be uncomfortable, excuse me, be comfortable with uncomfortable silence, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Just, just let it happen. Avoid getting defensive or, or lecturing. Uh, mm-hmm. Be clear about commitments and and keep them. And and have the goal. I really like this. When I have a meeting, I always want to try and draw out the cynics. Mm-hmm. Have a goal of getting everyone's pet peeves out in the open. Capture the gripes, mm-hmm. right? But because if we don't, they might give up griping but they haven't given up the gripe. <laughs> it's just being shoved underneath, right? right? And you've yeah. got to be good as a leader and as a partner at exposing the gripes.
0: Uh, that's, I, I, I've known just you've pushed this subject for a long time about healthy debate and so i i (laughs) I, I don't think we have enough healthy
1: conflict in our organization no
0: i that's i'm i'm gonna take that to heart and and have some healthy conflict with you as much as possible Uh, i i am seeing the value of a lot of trust uh, a lot of healthy conflict um what are some of the other aspects of of uh, eq that you want to talk about
1: so i read something recently and i'm pretty sure it was jeff bezos uh at, at, at amazon who said something like this he said he said uh, people aren't willing willing to fail enough to become the next amazon hmm. they're not they're not willing to take those a, make enough mistakes and 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 fail a sufficient amount because he's saying that's what's re- what's required high eq is largely about resiliency right okay. being able yeah. to bounce back so so some quotes that that I'll throw in to to hammer this one home okay. jfk only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly Okay. Winston Churchill. Success is going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. <laughs> that's I I like that one. And then Michael Jordan find fuel in failure, right? I mean, so all of these are are talking about the importance of failure. I've I look, I've found that most people can very easily say I'm not perfect, right? That's yeah. what they say. They can, but when I want to get down into specifics as to where they aren't or to where I'm not. That's where it gets hard, right? we We instinctively blame others or or circumstances for mistakes. And mm-hmm. it's why I think that humility and leadership is so powerful. Figure out what you need to change and be relentless at trying to change it. It's, it's that level five leader. Maintain your humility and your persistent drive. That Those are the two ingredients of a level five leader.
0: Uh, that, that makes a ton of sense, Clay. I, I can easily say nobody's perfect, but when you really ask me uh, how I'm not perfect, especially yeah. if I'm in an interview, it's yeah. uh, can be a lot harder Tell for me, me to your answer. your greatest weakness. Like, uh, 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 it's uh, being so good at But you can very easily say, uh, <laughs> yeah, nobody's perfect <laughs> right, and admit right, that. Right, right, so, you know I know that the book talked about um, essential knowing your purpose and being committed are to having a high EQ. Yeah. Um, can you maybe elaborate on that a little?
1: Yeah. You know, I've, I've talked a lot about the importance of knowing your why, mm-hmm. and I've done all sorts of trainings and how that changes things. And, and those, those that are so clear on their why are so much more effective. And I, so I, I won't spend more time on that, but, but just stick a pin in that one. Mm-hmm. But I do love to ask people who interview with me maybe to tell me something about their lives that will convince me that they have grit. That's, that's a great question. right? Yeah, I, I don't, that's a great I don't question. have a more clever way to ask it. Yeah. I, I just sometimes say, tell me tell me something about your life that convinces me you have great. It's, it's one of the reasons I, I, I love uh, hiring farmers. I, honestly, I mean, if hmm. you think about it, you know, there, there's a statement, uh, do you like your job is an irrelevant question to a farmer. It doesn't matter <laughs> if they, they, you have to get it done, right? right? Because farmers understand what it means to make, keep, and break commitments, Hmm. Right, people with high EQs uh, commit to succeed. They're very committed, and, and listen to this. And I'm going to say this carefully. For with a high EQ, it's less about sustaining a commitment than it is about being sustained by your commitment. So it's less about, you know, saying, okay I've made a commitment. I've got to stick. But but it's more about being sustained by that commitment that that you've made. Right. I Mm -hmm. mean, I've mentioned that and talking about marathons and how do you get over the wall. One of the things that they say if you're going to get over the wall at that 20th mile marker or whatever that you need to draw on your original commitment. You need to, maybe as a promise to a kid or a promise to yourself, Mm -hmm. and that commitment then sustains you through it. There's a really amazing story. I had never heard this, and I actually talked to uh, Penny in our department, who was born and raised in China, uh, and, and she wasn't familiar with this story. So it's told in the book about in 900 A.D. in China about a secret language that was called nushu. Okay. Which translated means women's script. It was a way for Chinese women to secretly educate themselves in a male-dominated society that didn't allow it. So what they did is they hid this language in quilts that they sewed, baskets that they wove, and pottery that they designed. And even poems and songs. It's it's like a secret coded language To educate each other. I mean, I can't imagine how complex this would be. And all of this was done at the risk of imprisonment or even execution. Wow. But these women so badly believed in the importance of education, of progression. I mean, talk about passion for learning. Seriously. Right? They were committed. They were so committed that this code was not discovered until over 1,000 years later in the 1950s. (laughs) And and it wasn't even cracked until 1982. So this is 900 AD, right? They felt so strongly about their purpose. This fueled their commitment. And this led that their commitment led to this incredible ingenuity. So this emotional depth, this, this that comes with high EQ, Mm -hmm. this is an essential element, right? Mm -hmm. High EQ includes sort of this courage that not many people have to take the risks to do the things that we want to, but but you know, but that we're afraid of, yeah. right? Um, Winston Churchill said this. He said, "Courage is is what it takes to stand up and speak. Courage is also what it takes to sit down and listen." <laughs> that's that's awesome. Right?
0: That's an awesome thing.
1: And then and then, Will Rogers added this. He said, "Even if you're on the right track, you'll get run over if you just sit there, <laughs> right?" So so it's not it's it's a there. High EQ implies this, this drive because of commitment. You're, Mm -hmm. you're emotionally invested in what it is that you're trying to do. But, you know, one of the big problems is far too many leaders have become experts Mm -hmm. at being cautious, Mm -hmm. right? They're afraid to step outside, but, but honestly, courage is what's going to change the world, not caution, right? If, if, if you aren't making mistakes, then you're probably not pushing hard enough.
0: Yeah, that's a, a, also a really interesting story about about New shoe. I, I had not heard it before. That was that was really fascinating, Clay. Thank you, Clay. Uh, talk to me a bit about what integrity has to do with EQ. Um, I know that we already discussed it a bit in the Speed of Trust podcast, yeah. but maybe again, if you could just expand. Yeah, I remember we talked
1: it. about, and we've talked about it a little bit in this fir- first podcast too, right? Mm-hmm. When we talk about cash register honesty right. and and. Um, and here here we'll call it applied integrity and and if you remember the scenario i gave in the in the speed of trust we Talked about how you know you you go with the, your your 13 year old child to the movies and mm-hmm. they say oh are they 12 can I can they right can I charge them the child rate and you're like oh uh, yeah, they look uh, 12 yeah so yeah uh, might as well save some money well that was your price breaking point of your integrity right, right? <laughs> so so applied integrity is not just integrity there's three parts to it and the first two were really obvious to me but but maybe not the third so number one discern what the right thing to do is okay mm-hmm. duh check number two act accordingly. Figure out what the right thing to do is. And then second, act accordingly. But the third one is interesting. Okay. State openly that you're acting on that belief. Hmm. Meaning, don't be ashamed yeah. of the don't don't underhandedly doing do the right thing, right? Right. right. You see, honesty, we're, let's hmm. differentiate honesty from integrity. Okay. Um, you can be honest. Uh, but not have integrity, okay. right? But you, but you can't have integrity without being honest, right? right? Makes, so, I can, I can so for example, um, if I'm a racist, I yeah. can be honest, yeah. But that's not Just integrity. Lack, lack integrity, yeah. <laughs> right. So, so if you think about it, integrity has to be ins- essential in hiring, right? I mean, yeah. without integrity, I don't care what qualities you have. I can't trust them. Yeah. So so we have to live it. I, I you know, I, I sound a little bit, it seems like I remember years ago when I used to watch American Idol, they used to always say this, but but we need to be true to ourselves. Didn't they always <laughs> say that? you got to be more true uh, to yourself, sounds, right? sounds familiar. I don't, it sounds familiar. But what does that mean? We, we spend too much time and energy running away from ourselves and, and hiding who we really are and what we think. Mm. Um, and, and, but, but here we're kind of coming full circle as we're trying to embrace our emotions, mm-hmm. accepting them, managing them. Uh, here's a quote from the book Our ability to feel joy is commensurate with our capacity to feel grief and sorrow. Mm-hmm. If we avoid facing and experiencing grief, then we blunt our capacity for joy.
0: I can picture that. I can picture that just in my own life, right? Without that contrast, how can you really yeah, experience the other? Yeah, it's that, it's the that
1: necessity of opposition, right? So too little emotion can thwart or paralyze reasoning. If we're not, if we don't feel emotions, then we probably don't use very good reasoning. So so we can't abandon emotional intelligence for the sake of the of the face that we portray to the world, right? It's Emotional intelligence or EQ is about influence without manipulation or authority, right? It's it's it, the problem is usually not out there, but it's inside us. the The external system that many of us complain so much about actually exists within each of us, but we we blame external sources. A high EQ individual is really going to be reflective of the window in the mirrors, right? He's going to be somebody that when things go wrong, looks in the mirror, right. And and when things go right, is willing to acknowledge all the people around them and look out the window.
0: Yeah. I really feel like I've learned just a, a tremendous amount about the value of emotions, intuition, um, the place for them at business. Yeah. And I, so much more, really.
1: You know, I, I think I've realized how important instincts are. I've, mm-hmm. I've, you're right. I've always thought, okay, we're a data-driven organization. Data right. should drive us. And I'm not changing that. I think we should be a data-driven organization. But here, here's something that Ralph Larson says, uh, CEO of, uh, and chairman of Johnson & Johnson, or used to be. Follow your instincts, because I think that every time I've been burned, it's when I've gone against my instincts. Hmm. Right? So, so EQ tells me that the best leader is a holistic thinker, constantly constantly relying on hunches to cope with problems, far too complex for rational analysis. You've got to do your homework. You've got to get the data, but then you have to also take into account your intuition without letting your mind necessarily get in the way. Right. It's, it's. I guess I just want to make sure. I know I've said that a lot, but it's, it's, it's looking at things holistically and making sure to not reject emotions and intuition. now th- th- thank
0: you, Clay. I, I guess any 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 final words as we wrap up?
1: Yeah. So let's do uh, let's do two quotes. Okay. Uh, first is Malcolm Forbes. He said. I don't need to know what industry the company is in or what its financials are. All I need to know is deep down what kind of person the CEO is. Hmm. I bet on the jockey never the horse. <laughs> that's great. So, that's great. so you know, just know when I see people, and again, I guess that's our first two, then what right. mentality, right? right? right. Um, we just, we need to see, and it's why, you know, when we, when I score uh, CITs, one of the things that I'm scoring for is hmm. emotional intelligence. Hmm. It's kind of hard to gauge in an interview, right. but, but our best estimate, you know, what what is their EQ? Hmm. And then finally, Gandhi uh, the one that so many have heard. You must be the change you wish to see in the world. Right. You it starts with you. The problem is not out there. Yeah. A high EQ individual realize the problem lies with them and they need to be the change that they want to see in the world
0: that's awesome clay really thank you very much for the the, the whole kind of two-part series here on emotionally cute it's, at least for certainly for me been really informative yeah helpful, i've learned
1: so. a lot so i'm i'm glad I, hopefully we're able to take this and 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 really enhance our leadership with it
0: awesome thank you very much